Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. Is the Dan Grosser Show. If I was a quarterback or you were a quarterback or anybody that had confidence in their own abilities, looking for an opportunity to go out there and showcase your gifts and try to make a name for yourself and leave an impact in the league, what better situation could somebody have walked into than what's happening right now with Zach Wilson? How I can go out there and play football will earn that trust back from those guys. I would say I have a very good relationship with everybody in this locker room. I wouldn't say there was a lot of pressure just because, you know, the guys in the locker room do a good job, you know, showing that they always got my back. This is the Dan Grosser Show. You're a loser. You're a loser. On 98.7 ESPN. Right now, well, it's Thursday. It's 8 o'clock. So, as per usual, we are joined now by the knower of all things New York Giants football. He had to witness that disaster on Sunday night, but don't feel too bad for him because now he gets to go out to nice, warm, sunny weather, and he could probably bring the golf clubs if he wants to. It's our good buddy Jordan Renan. Will the golf clubs be making a trip out west? I plead the fifth. My wife might hear this, so I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say it, the answer to that. Isn't it a work-related expense, right? It is, but do you think that goes over any better in the household, the run-on well, household? But, but what are you supposed to do when you're out there? You're not just going to be sitting there I watching mean, football. I understand. I mean, I say the same thing. It still, still doesn't go over well, though. I don't know why. Well, let me uh, ask you want, you want to make my case? I'm going to. I'm going to put her. You're going to give her a call later. I'm going to have you state my case. Like, you know, he's just doing what he has to do. He's working. You can you, you can put her on the air right now. I'll 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 set it for you. And you'll be out there on the on the uh, tee box in an hour if you want. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not get carried away. I don't think you know what you're dealing with here. <laughs> Let okay. me ask you this: You're though. underestimating. You're well, underestimating the forces that be. I don't know. I'm pr- I'm pretty persuasive. I've managed to get this far doing this stuff. Um, let me ask you this: <laughs> It's a quick turnaround because they're playing in San Francisco on Thursday. Are are you just staying out there too? Yeah. Uh, the Giants are staying out there, and so are we because it just makes sense. They're going to be in Arizona from Saturday when you get in and then stay till Wednesday to practice. But you, have, you realize there's not really practice when it comes to these short weeks. It's more like just glorified walkthrough on Tuesday. Right. And then again, Wednesday, you do another, like, walkthrough. Uh, they just want to get their bodies moving a little bit. They don't really have a full practice like you would on a normal week. Yeah, the Jets did that even on Wednesday, as a matter of fact, coming off of that Monday night game. They just did a walkthrough, uh, not even really going out there too much, you know, trying to aid in recovery. It's not like it used to be, that's for sure. So, you know what, even more of a reason yeah. to bring the golf clubs then if you're staying out there for five days. So th- you don't have to worry about the misses. We'll get that all straightened out for you. Um, <laughs> okay. wait, let, let, let's talk about the actual football here. Now, now, where would you rank that one on Sunday in terms of just the horrible games that you have had to sit through in covering professional football? Well, it's been the worst games in regards to, like, week 16, 17. They mean absolutely nothing, and nobody really even cares about those teams. Right. But in regards to the final score, I will say this. 
I have never been to a game in the NFL or covered a game in the NFL where the final score is 40 to nothing in an NFL game. It's kind of crazy to even think that. Like, that was as big a disaster on every front for the Giants as you could imagine. They just played horribly in pretty much every phase of the game and did nothing right almost. Uh, yeah, so you just want to scrap that. The disappointing thing to me, and I think that the biggest takeaway for me from this is, and I mentioned, we talked about this last week, they're still so far away from being able to compete with the Cowboys and Eagles. That, that mm-hmm. was evidently clear, right? So now it's like you're starting at third place in your division, maybe. I mean, Washington's not a terrible team. So, like, at best, you're the third-place team in your division, which gives you such little room for error, little margin, little margin for error to be a successful and quality team and do something, you know, to make the playoffs and really do anything. So that, that to me is my biggest takeaway of that demolition that we watched. And the best part about it is it was only one game and now you could flush it. And I guess that's the great thing about the NFL is you have another opportunity to redeem yourself. But there are some causes for concern. And you and I even last week spoke about the offensive line going into the season and specifically yeah. on the interior, how there were some legitimate questions and maybe everybody not named Andrew Thomas there was legitimate questions now after what we witnessed on Sunday and I guess that they're not going to tip their hand one way or the other but could you foresee a scenario where lineup changes are coming potentially on that offensive line for Sunday yeah I'm expecting lineup changes some way shape or form now the key the the one caveat here is we don't know what's going to happen with Andrew Thomas I really think he's probably about 50 50 to play this week like he did a little bit today which gives you a little hope that he could play. Uh, but there's definitely legit concern about whether Andrew Thomas with a hamstring injury is going to be ready for Sunday. Uh, so, you know what, you have Josh Zudu, Matt Parrott as the, the most likely options out there. You have Josh Zudu also as an option to uh, at right guard, right, where Mark Lewinsky obviously struggled really badly. Uh, and then there's some other younger guys that also like to leave her options at right guard. So, uh, some way or another, I think you will see a different version of the Giants' offensive line on Sunday in Arizona. And even Pert is banged up a little bit too, right? Like, isn't he dealing with something? Yeah, yeah. He he's he was he's fine. He's been out there at practice. That that's not anything I, I would worry about. Uh, more concerning to me is how much confidence do they have in him that he's going to play at a high level. Now, look, the opponent, they kind of it falls into their lap a little bit because this Arizona team isn't any good. And, I, and like, you know, you mentioned Washington. I, I think that That's that being raised nice, some – by the way. What's that? You're being nice. They're not very I'm good. I'm being nice, think, right? I mean, talent, talent-wise, this might be the worst roster in the NFL. But think about it, and they almost stole one in Washington on Sunday. That's what sends, raises alarms a little bit about the commanders, even though that they're going to clean house after the season anyway, regardless, because you got a new owner. But – when you look at this team, I mean, even though the Giants might not have everything in order that they would like right now, I just think that sometimes the schedule does you a favor, and this might be one of these opportunities because I don't care how ugly it is, Jordan. I think this team just needs a win in the worst freaking way on Sunday. But they can't afford a loss. Did you lose to Arizona? This season is gone. It's over, I'm telling you. I mean, and, and I'm not saying this because, you know, after two games you want to throw in the top, but they play – San Francisco the week after. San Francisco, by the way, might have a better defensive line than the Dallas Cowboys, okay, and a better defensive front. How do you think that's going to go on short rest in a prime time in San Francisco, right? So if you don't win this game, they're in serious trouble. They should win this game. I expect them to win this game. 
I expect them, expect them to play much better because, you know, being honest, they're not as bad as they showed the other day. I know everybody wants to be down on them. Like Daniel Jones could still play in this league. They still have some offensive weapons. Their defense actually wasn't even that terrible, but they were just in such a bad spot. And, like, you know, you, you just can't make like, the, the special teams mistake that they did. You can't have the ball pop into the air. I mean, it's a little bit of a bad luck. I mean, Saquon got popped. The ball pops in the air, and it's a touchdown. That's 14 points, right, off plays where the other team's not supposed to get points. So the game was kind of over right there. Uh, you would expect that not to happen here. And they're playing Josh Dobbs, at quarterback, made the most tight window throws last week, fumbled three times, lost two. So uh, there should be plenty of opportunities in this game for the Giants to force turnovers, force mistakes from what is, quite frankly, a really, really bad Arizona Cardinals team, which a lot of people are, you know, are thinking isn't even trying, that they're trying to tank. So, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they should win this week, and I would be surprised if they didn't look significantly better. But like you said, all that matters is they win. Bottom line, Jordan Renan covering the Giants for us here at ESPN. He's joining us on 98.7. Um, the quarterback. I, for one, and look, I know that Dayball tried to spin it a certain way after the game, trying to get something positive going. For the life of me, I didn't understand why he was in that game as long as he was. Even with some of the other key Darn players on that team. I, I mean, it's, tr- wrap your mind around that one. Could you imagine? Like, look at what happened the next night in that stadium, the fourth play in the game. Like, do you know how much they were tempting fate by leaving him in that game? Yeah, I mean, I just I, sometimes Brian Dable, I think it was mass last year by their success, right? They won a lot of games. He made a bunch of strange moves. Remember, first of all, the Adoree Jackson move of putting him back for the punt return oh. was a head scratcher, right? Yep. I mean, there was a couple other ones too out there. I believe there was a game he kind of admitted to making a mistake late. Uh, there was a couple times where they had ten men on the field. They gave up touchdowns. You know, so there's there's been there was a lot of things that were kind of mass last year, and now when things go bad, you see kind of what happens. This is another one. It was a little bit of a head scratcher. I don't really even know what he was thinking. He said he wanted to try and get something going, but that's fine. They want to be trying to get something going, but your your left tackle was already out of the game. Saquon was already out of the game. So what the heck is the quarterback in for? So there really wasn't even like uh, sound logic that I take from it. I, I think it was just a mistake. Do, do you draw anything at all from the performance of the defense in that game? Because it was kind of like just a snowball effect at that point to where yeah. do you actually get a gauge as to say that they did this or did that or, or what you would like to see moving forward? You know what I mean? It was weird. Yeah, not really. I, it's, uh, the more I went back and I watched it and I think about it, it's like, well, they were, they're down so big early. They're just in a bad spot. The, the, and Wink Martindale said this today. The drive at the beginning of the second half really bothered him because you wanted to see, okay, let's start new, let's start fresh, let's you know get our stuff together and they let Dallas right down the field. But overall, they didn't really get to play their game. They were out of their game. They were chasing the whole time. I felt like the defense didn't get to do what they want to do, and that's you know pressure the quarterback. Because they know they I mean Dallas was just they could just be conservative, right? The game was over. So yeah, I, I don't have a full impression of the defense. There were some things that were positive. I mean, Deontay Banks was in when he was in there was positive. Uh, you know, there were they they actually. I think Dak had completed uh, 52% of his passes. Like that's a good number in the NFL. It's not actually that's actually not bad. They were okay against the running of a, a big play, uh, but they weren't terrible. They weren't getting gas. So 
I'm not like as the the one group I'm least discouraged about is certainly the defense. And, and, and we even had questions in that secondary because you had a lot of youth, especially at the corners, right, with those kids and whatnot playing. And, look, th- that's going to play itself out over time as we move through this season. But I don't think it was necessarily fair to, to, to put a verdict on them one way or the other because that game was one of those, like we I'm said earlier, you. you just throw it out the window. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like the rookie corners, like they showed some good stuff, so they weren't, they weren't shredded and just picked on all game. So I think you come out of there – pretty positive on that end and uh you know the the pass rush didn't really get a huge opportunity to go there and pin their ears back and go so let's see what happens against this arizona team i expect actually a much different looking game and different results so i think we'll feel much better about the defense in particular what was the locker room the tone of the locker room this week compared to last week leading up to that dallas game did you notice any change at all? More urgency, anger, something along those lines? Uh, not really. I mean, it's week one, so I think it was very level-headed. I didn't see that. I thought, uh, you know, they would just – this is a group, and last year they were very good at it, of just being able to put everything, you know, behind them and just concentrate. And Dave was like staying, and they, they kind of reiterate and preach every, you know, this saying – that's what they go with. You know, we're worried about this week, this week. This is, you know, this is all we can worry about now. This week is what matters. Uh, stay in the moment kind of deal. Live, live the moment. So that's kind of what you saw from the locker room. I didn't see anything crazy. I, I, you didn't see people panic. You didn't see guys saying how, you know, they said, you know, admittedly we weren't good, but nothing where they were like, man, we got to get it together, you know, where, where I would kind of describe it as panic. So. I think that is a positive sign because you don't want to panic after one game. I think that's the right approach. How much, and we'll end it on this one, like you said, they, they can't afford a loss, and we agree on this as well. But given the fact that we're led to believe Arizona's not very good, I mean, the Giants don't look any good either, but they lost 40 nothing. but we're going to say, okay, it was just one of those games. Do style points factor into this? 40 nothing. I still, I still just chuckle when you say 40 it's amazing. nothing. It's like, yeah. it's, it's like, amazing. It's like one of those things where you're just going to exaggerate, like, well, they lost a hundred to nothing, you know. Like that's basically <laughs> what it is. I lost forty to nothing. At least you weren't sitting outside. No, that really Think about those poor people sitting outside. There was trust me, there wasn't many. There wasn't many giant fans sitting outside at that game. There was probably like five thousand people left in the fourth quarter, and they were all Cowboys fans. And I don't blame them. It was just miserable. Oh. It was, and you know what the funny thing about that too? Well, not funny, but I live twenty minutes away. Not a drop of rain on Sunday night. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not a drop well, of rain, and I'm there. watching like a deluge. I was just talking to someone who was there, and he was like, "Early third quarter, we just had to leave." Like it was like, it, it started raining so hard at the beginning of that second half. Oh, and there were fights awful. all over the place. Everybody was miserable. You were. Everybody was drunk because they were. They spent the whole day there at that point, and it was like, all right, it's time to go home. So, so style points. Does that factor in much for you for this game? Like, do they have to put forward a good showing and win the game, or would you just take an ugly, you know, thirteen to nine win? I'm in the just win. I don't. I don't think it really matters, especially in the NFL. There was a lot of games the Giants won last year that wasn't pretty. Do you remember that, Dan? Mm -hmm. Do you sit back and remember how they won all these really ugly games, like how Tennessee really botched the end of that game? you know, took loss in yardage before they kicked the game-winning field goal that they should have made? You sit here and think about that? I don't think, I don't think so. 
the Texans game, all those ones that wanted to you, you put to yeah. sleep. Jacksonville, they almost blew. They they kissed up in guys a one yard line. Yep. Yeah, nobody nobody cares. A win's a win in this one. Just win. Move to the next one. You know, try to get to, if you could just get fine, you come back, you lose to San Francisco, you're one and two. If you could win that second game, you know, the a second uh home game, talking about Monday night against Seattle and get out of the first four games of two and two, that would be a massive win for the Giants. Win at all costs. That's what they gotta do. Jordan, great stuff as always. What camp we'll are you it. in? Are you What's in that? The, are you in the style are you in the style point camp or not? No. Win the game. You, you cannot lose to this team. This team yeah, is win. unapologetic in telling you we want to lose this year. We're not trying to win games for the Arizona Cardinals. You cannot lose this game. Yeah. Will, our discussion will be very ugly next week. Oh. And it'll be on Wednesday, Wednesday night. night next this, week. Yes, because yeah. next week at this time, you're going to be working, actually, because the Giants will be playing the 49ers. Uh, thank That's you, true. as always, my friend. Safe travels and uh, pack the golf clubs. They're already packed. Don't worry about it. There you go, baby. I knew it. I knew it. (laughs) See you, buddy. Thanks, man. All right. There's Jordan Renan. Covers the Giants for us here at ESPN. Hey, we said it earlier in the show. Win the game. The Giants cannot lose to this football team. Cannot. 800-919-3776. We've got some giant calls up. We haven't taken many giant calls this evening. I know it's been very jet-heavy all week, given what happened on Monday night. Uh, We'll do that when we come back. And we'll also... Give you a couple thoughts on this Thursday nighter, which I'm sure Giant fans will be keeping an eye on since it's a division rival, the Eagles and the Vikings to kick off week number two. Grass until the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Remember, next week, Jordan will be on with us on Wednesday because the Giants obviously play on Thursday. So he's not going to talk about the Giants while the Giants are playing. It's counterproductive. Eagles are playing tonight against the Minnesota Vikings, kicking off week number two. Philadelphia takes the opening drive down the field right now and settles for a Jake Elliott 24-yard field goal. Looked like they were in business because um, Jalen Hurts had a big hookup with Devontae Smith on a a 54-yard pass to get them down inside the 10-yard line there for the Vikings, but the drive stalled, so Philadelphia has to settle for the field goal. And, And look, Obviously, Philadelphia has all the expectations and whatnot going to the Super Bowl last year. The talent pretty much is still intact, of course. But, you know, that game in Phil- uh, in New England last week, you know, when they jumped out to that 16 nothing lead in, in the first half, you thought that they were going to win that game by 40. Like, that was going to be the 40 to nothing game. But they allowed New England to hang around. 
Jalen Hurts, like, really? You know, for the most part, he was kind of kept in check by the Patriots' defense last week, right? It was a lot of a lot of Philadelphia's defense and special teams which kind of led the way that day. Um, you didn't see a lot down the field. Like, that pass play that just happened a couple of minutes ago with uh, Hurts hooking up with Devontae Smith, like, you didn't get a lot of that last week, which, you know, we were used to seeing that from Philadelphia a lot last year and going all the way to the Super Bowl. But we'll see what happens. Um, the Vikings, this is a tough assignment for them. Minnesota. That was one of the more surprising results in week one. Losing at home to Tampa Bay. You know, Cousins, you look at his stat sheet, it turns out it was pretty good. He threw for a lot of yards and went up, but he turned the ball over three times in the first half. He can't do that, and that ultimately cost them. Um, even though they have a lot of talent, they're without their starting center tonight in Bradbury. Um, Philadelphia is banged up a little bit too. They're missing some guys, but I, I still expect the Eagles to have enough to win this football game tonight and get to 2-0 and and be a tough start for the Vikings at 0-2 if this happens in the, uh, well, yeah, I, I say it's the first Thursday night game of the year, even though there was one last week. But remember, this is the first Thursday night game of the year coming off of the short week to where you played on Sunday. So we'll see how these teams are going to be able to uh, respond. 800-919-3776. All right, we'll talk a little giant football here. Let's say out to Tommy in Connecticut. He's up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Tommy, how are you? Daniel, what up, buddy? Thomas, how the hell are you? Good evening. Uh, so just before I even get into the Giants, what do you think about this line tonight between uh, Philly and uh, Minnesota? Six. We were talking about it earlier. I don't like it. In, in which way? I don't like it in terms of even jumping on Philadelphia, right? Because th- there, w- there was enough concerning aspects to Sunday's game to where – I'm not overly convinced that they've got it all figured out going into this one. And plus, the Thursday night thing is tricky to me, even on both sides. Like, it's a quick recovery time. Um, But the fact that Cousins and the Vikings don't generally fare well in prime time, I mean, that's why I think Philadelphia will find a way to win. I mean, if, if, if I was a betting man, I would say, you know, push comes to shove. I think they'd find a way to win by more than six at home. But I would probably just stay away from it if I had my choice. Yeah, so I mean, I like you said, I'm I'm not, I'm not a betting man, I, I, and I will not say I put a big uh, wager on it. But I did lean. I, I, I hate Philadelphia, but I did right. bet on them. Um, you take them with probably, the I mean, you take them with the money line. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, I, I, and I probably put about the you know the amount of money that I had in the uh, cup holder in my car. Or, but you know, <laughs> it, it it is what it is. Hey, that that but, cup holder can accumulate. You you, you don't sell yourself <laughs> short with that cup holder. But uh, I just wanted to get your take on uh, – so I, I remember so the broadcast Sunday night, obviously the Giant game was not good. And I remember there was at one point, I think it was, it was Collinsworth, was like, oh, this is the first time I've mentioned, you know, Bobby O'Karakee's name or I've, I've mentioned Tavon Thibodeau's name. They they have they have to perform better than that. Yeah, like those guys need you, you need to be mentioning their name earlier than the third quarter. I agree, and 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 not and you mentioned Thibodeau too. Think about this, Tom. Like last year, the two first rounders, Thibodeau and Evan Neal, they need more from these guys. They need more from these guys. You're you're 100 right, and I and I know I I know Thibodeau didn't have like the the sack numbers 
but he, he was disruptive. But right, he's 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 got to get there and and close the deal a little more, a little bit more often. I was, and look, that's it, 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 look. It was his rookie year, but for a guy like Thibodeau who talks a big game, and you know that that rubs some teams the wrong way when he was coming out of Oregon into the draft. He he's got to be disruptive this year. And Okereke, right, you, you think you think about how how effective Jermaine Johnson is. Uh, you know, and, and he and he doesn't talk nearly as much. But he just gets the job done. Yeah, Jermaine, and look, Jermaine only had, I think, like two and a half sacks last year as a rookie, but he had a little bit of a different role. He was kind of a situational rusher, you know, because you have a lot more depth on that D-line with the Jets. Well, that, yeah, you're, you're, guys. You're, ro- you're rotating so many guys. Yeah. It's it's unbelievable what the Jets' D-line does. It, it, that, that, type, that type of depth is awesome. It, yeah, and you know what? Philadelphia's that got that, too, the, and that's what I'm looking at now I'm just reminded of is they just uh, delivered a shot to Cousins right up the A-gap, especially because he's not got his starting center tonight. And that's how and that's how they predicate that defense. But Thibodeau's got to be a guy, he's got to be a three-down player for them, and he's got to be a terror off the edge. He's got to set the edge in the run game, and then when it comes to rushing the passer, he's got to handle that responsibility too. Awesome, Dan. Love talking to you. Have a good night, brother. Tom, you're the best. Appreciate the phone call. Um, 3 nothing Philadelphia midway through the first quarter in this one. Let's say hi to Kobe, Garden State Parkway. He's next on 98.7. What's up, Kobe? How we doing? How we doing? Hey, uh, doing well. Um, so I just I just wanted to chime in about the Giants and know you guys. Were where are where about, are you uh, on the Garden State yeah. Parkway, by the way? I'm uh, what's this? I'm I'm I live in the Jersey Shore area, so oh. I'm heading. Uh, I'm about say halfway home right now. Nice. Just past over the, south over the, the Driscoll, Driscoll down the bridge. Yep. Nice. So um, yeah, I wanted to chime about the Jets. So I'm primarily a Jets fan, but I've heard enough about the Jets this week already. So I wanted to. Uh, I guess chime in just, you know, about the Giants' upcoming game. I, I, know I don't you guys know what would give you that idea, yet. Kobe. It's not like anything yeah. happened to the Jets this week. <laughs> nothing happened. No, absolutely no. nothing happened. <laughs> um, no, but I was saying, but, you know, I'm, I'm a Giants fan as well. You know, my whole family's Giants fans. But I was saying, you guys were talking about, you know, just win the game. Yes, they should just win the game. It's the Cardinals. You know, they're, they want to lose. I think because of that, you have to win by at least I'd say you have to win by at least two scores, or I'd be very concerned about um, the Giants going forward. Um, but that also that said, I think Sunday night was a fluke, despite how terrible it was. I think no. they just, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, look, that it's one of those games, and I know it sounds like a cliche, Coben. Thanks for the phone call. Like, it, you flush it. Because, like, even Jordan was joking around. Like, that, you don't see those games when you say, oh, they, they lost 100 to nothing. It's like, well, you lost 40 nothing. That generally is not going to happen. But it was one thing after another after another. It, it, was, it was abysmal. Like, you can't plan for those type of games. I mean, shoot, I've sat through many of those games in my life. But now you turn the page to Sunday. This, this team, like I said, inadvertently, sometimes you get a gift from the scheduling makers. And this is one of them for the Giants. Right? Remember, before the season started... And we mapped out the Giants' schedule, and we were looking ahead. What was it? Five of the first six are against playoff teams from last year, but the one that wasn't was this game coming up. Like, that was supposed to be the gift for you, right? That was supposed to be the win. Go into Arizona, beat up a horrible Cardinals team. You know, Arizona forced three turnovers on Sunday in that game in D.C. That helped keep them in the game. You know, Washington actually had to rally in the fourth quarter to win that football game. But they were going up against Sam Howell, 
Cardinals really didn't get a hell of a lot themselves offensively. They really and truly didn't. Giants got to right the ship this week. There's no other way around it. They've got to right the ship. 800-919-3776 is the telephone number. More of your Giant calls. Also, we'll talk a little baseball and a little NBA policy change coming up, which I think most fans will be supportive of. At least I am. Grasso Show till the top right here on 98.7 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Dan Grosser Show on 98.7 ESPN. ESPN New York hosts at the Ultimate Tailgate Party located in Lot G17 before the Jets take on New England on Sunday, September 24th. That's already next Sunday. We'll have plenty of tailgate games, music, and prize giveaways. ESPN New York Ultimate Jets Tailgate is brought to you by Corona, Don Julio Tequila, Guinness, and Bullet Bourbon. Hope to see some people out there. I, I will endeavor to make an appearance. That is the plan. And I'm going to even try to drag Buttle out there, too. But, you know, we're there to work. Like, you guys are there to party and have a good time and tailgate and blah, blah, blah and do all the cornhole stuff and whatever you do during tailgating. We're there to work. We got we to gotta get you the pregame show from inside. Harvey, we still don't know what time the tailgate begins yet, right? Do we, do we have, like, an official kickoff time yet for the tailgate? I have not heard much about that. I would venture to say 10 o'clock. It's got it's got to be 10 because that's the only way because we're on the air at 11, right? So it's it's got to be a 10 o'clock start. That's the only way that we could make this thing work. And we also a... we also need transportation too. What do you mean? I I, I I want a cart, like one of those little golf carts that they drive around, like to to drive us from the the tailgate back to where we need to be in the coaches club to do the pregame show. Is that like is that normal procedure for you or Well, it's not that it's normal procedure because normally I'm not hanging out in the parking lot before the game. So everything is good. But we want that to happen. Uh by the way, we'll get back to the tailgate in just a second because it was just brought to my attention from my intern that Aaron Rodgers just posted something on his Instagram. A picture of him in a hospital gown, in a hospital bed. With, yeah, with the following message. Surgery went great yesterday. Thank you for all the love and prayers and support. And thanks to the GOAT doctor, Elatrosh, that's Neil Elatrosh out in L.A., and his staff for starting me on the road to recovery. 
So there you go. He already had the surgery. And oh, by the way, I should also add, because a couple of people have asked this question over over the last couple of nights, you know, doing the show or whatnot. My understanding is, is that he will be back in the building sometime uh, probably in a few weeks. But he will be back in a few weeks. So that's probably when you'll hear from him. I don't I mean they I mean he might go on the Pat McAfee show before then, but as far as like him being back in the building, one Jets drive, a few weeks it'll be happening. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. Before we get back to the phone calls. So the NBA, like we all like the NBA, we watch the NBA, but the the resting of guys, the load management has become a problem. Right. And it's to some it's even dissuaded them from even being a supporter of the NBA over the years, because this ain't the way that it used to be. Right. Guys got paid a lot of money to play and now guys don't play anymore. And you could spend a lot of money to go watch games in person, only to find out that that player is not playing that night because he's got a rest. You know, it's their it's their second game in you know four nights. So God forbid he's got to rest and sit out. So the NBA after hearing the complaints of a lot of fans, went ahead and they now have a new policy in place. They voted this thing in with the Players Association, the Board of Governors. They approved a new rule now to where teams, if they are in violation of this, they're going to get fined. There's going to be penalties. And here's what it is. Teams have to manage their roster so that no more than one star player is unavailable for the same game. Now, when you say unavailable, not if they're injured and they're legitimate, like, on the injured list. This is just like your load management, you know, a healthy scratch, if you will. So what qualifies you as a star player? Well, a star player is somebody who has either made the all-star team or all-NBA in the last three years. Anybody who has done that, you fit into that category. And right now, there are 50 players in the NBA who fall under that domain. And there's 25 teams that also have players that would qualify for that. All right, so you say, is that going to work? I don't know. Um, Also, teams must ensure that star players are available for nationally televised and in-season tournament games. Teams must maintain a balance between the number of one-game absences for a star player in home games and road games with a preference for those absences to happen in home games. Teams must ensure that healthy players resting for a game are present and visible to fans. Well, what does that mean? So, like, if Julius Randle's not, and maybe he's the wrong example because Julius Randle plays, like, every single night. If, I don't know. If Ben's, oh, how about Ben Simmons? Ben Simmons never plays, right? If Ben Simmons isn't playing for Brooklyn, like, what does he have to do? Make his way up and down the stands and hand out popcorn and, you know, cheeseburgers to people in the crowd? Like, is that, how do you make yourself visible? It's not like he's going to do anything. He's not going to sit there and talk to fans during the game. You can't just, like, throw Ben Simmons, you know, T-shirts and have him autograph them. See, it's silly to me. And I understand that the NBA is trying to right a wrong. I get it. But don't you think about how ridiculous this whole thing is that we've gotten to the point where we actually have to put a law in place? Like I even tweet, you know, when I put out a tweet before the show each night at Dan Grasso, by the way, G-R-A-C-A, and I put down the little topics like that we're going to talk about on the show. Like the thing I wrote tonight for the NBA was the NBA wants players to 
um, play. Like, it, it should be a given. You're paying them millions and millions of dollars to go out there and do their job. Like, there were two guys today in the Jet Locker room that I talked to about, like, you know, dealing with the Aaron Rodgers thing. They're like, hey, man, this is football. This is what we signed up for. This is what we love to do. This is what they pay us a lot of money to do. Play. Do your job, no matter how difficult the circumstances are. It's funny how these guys can actually go play football, which is a brutal, barbaric sport, but yet guys in the NBA got to rest. And the NBA is as soft as soft serve compared to how the game used to be played. By the way, Minnesota tonight is trying to set a record, I think, for most turnovers in a game. Because <laughs> they've now turned it over, if this one stands, twice, and there's still three minutes to go in the first. I mean, they just they don't want to possess the ball. Now that's out. That's a fumble. That is a legal fumble. They fumbled the punt return. Now they put the ball on the ground in the running game. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. All right, let us say hi to Joe in Long Beach up next here on 9870 ESPN. Joseph, how are you? Hey, Dan, I'm doing well. How are you doing this evening? Joe, you know what? I could be doing any better, but then I'd be you. How about that? Yeah, 100%. So I appreciate you out there. And I know you've been on multiple shows. I've been listening to you. You've done a great job past couple of weeks, man. Thank you, brother. What's going on? So I was talking to your producer about this. You know, one thing that I miss from the Giants offense from back in the day, not too back in the day, but at least like 12, 13 years ago when we had Eli, you remember Kevin Gilbride? Yeah. Kevin Gilbride would, you know, his philosophy from what I understood was always put the pressure on throwing the ball down the field, pass interference calls, uh, you know, make uh, your guy go up there and get it. And I mm -hmm. feel like we've just gone away from that as Giants offense where, like, last week, forget it. I don't think Jones threw one pass over 20 yards, and that's no. where the league is right now. So I just don't understand why we're not pushing the ball at least once or twice down the field per drive. Well, remember, the Giants had the least amount of, quote-unquote, explosive plays last year, which are more than 20 yards, right, in the passing game. You're right about that, Joe, a thousand percent. Here's the difference in why it's dangerous to bring up the Kevin Gilbride comparison. Who was Kevin Gilbride's quarterback when he was calling plays for the Giants? Eli Manning. Does Eli Manning have any sort of mobility whatsoever? You know what I'm saying? No, but but I would no, say so like, the same arm strength as Jones to throw. No, he, but that but my point is Eli was a prototypical pocket passer. Daniel Jones, he's more athletic than Eli. He can incorporate the run game, the zone read type stuff into the offense. They didn't do that with Eli, so that's why that was more prevalent in the passing game. But look, I agree with you because Joe. Let's face it, they drafted Jalen Hyatt. In what, the third round of the draft, he's a vertical threat. He's got speed. You're giving Daniel Jones now how many $40 million a year, whatever it is. You know what? Harris Campbell. It's, exactly. You've got guys that now you expect him to air it out a little bit. And, and you know what? Maybe contrary to popular opinion, if you want to ensure that the quarterback stays upright, I would take the ball out of his hands and not call so many damn runs because I don't want my quarterback getting killed. I don't care how big he is. Look at, look at, I mean, look at what Buffalo, and look, Dayball came from Buffalo, but look at how right. they run plays for Josh Allen up there. And I know Josh Allen's big. He had a couple the other night where he got absolutely slammed. Like the one he fumbled the ball when Michael Clemens just destroyed him. Like, I don't know how Josh Allen keeps this up without getting serious injury. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a passing league. Even when they do play action, they're usually looking for under 20-yard completions. I don't understand why they either don't put them more in shotgun, start airing it out, and putting it on the receivers to either go get it, get interfered, or, or do something. But Saquon, you know, uh, the read option run, you know, a lot of what Kafka does, I just think in this league it's going to pass them by. And if we don't start, you know, doing more things vertically, you're going to see a lot of what you saw last week, a low-scoring Giants game. We'll see what happens. Joe, thanks for the phone call. Get back to us. But, but I will say this in defense. They couldn't get any rhythm going offensively. I wouldn't read into anything from what you saw on Sunday night as to what their plan is on offense because th- there was no rhythm in that game. None. And then by the time maybe you thought that they could run something offensively, the game was already over and it was out of hand. But we'll see moving forward. 800-919-3776. We'll finish it up with you on the phones plus a few baseball tidbits before we hand things off to Gordon and Larry. Grass until the top on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Remember, Football Friday show tomorrow, a week two edition of the Football Friday. 6.30 p.m., same time as usual, right after TMKS. We'll have all our picks. Michael Lombardi is going to join us. I think Buttle's going to join us. If you're just joining us tonight, Aaron Rodgers had his surgery, posted something on his uh, Instagram story. Thanks to Dr. Neil Elitrash out there in um, in L.A. He does a lot of the baseball surgeries, too, for, for a lot of these guys. So um, Rodgers had the surgery. And, and just talking to different people, even like when I was there today in the building, they think, you know, now with modern medicine and, and everything, he should be 100% in six months barring any setbacks but unfortunately six months is not enough time to come back and contribute into this football season as far as on the field but all indications are like I said I'd be shocked if he's not the quarterback for the Jets week one in 2024 uh let us say hi to Rom and Mass up next here on 98.7 Rom how you doing Hey, Dan, I'm good, thanks. How are you? Rob, uh, I'm doing great. What's up? Yeah, uh, listening to the show, love the show. I uh, heard that you were um, talking about the Giants must win against the Cardinals. I agree. I, I don't think anybody doubts that. Uh, but I just want to point out the fact that if they lose, and it would be a travesty, I think you have, with that travesty, you have an opportunity uh, opening up. You can literally take the Cardinals card away from them and move to open openly tanking now i get it it's not popular with the players it's not popular with the fan base it's not popular with the coach for obviously many reasons but you are the third best team in the arguably the hardest division in the nfc with the third best quarterback in that division now if you lose to the cardinals that just says that hey listen you're not you're not going to win with this team and, and and even if you you scrape in somehow into the playoffs as a wild card you're going to get romped in the playoffs right like that's what it's going to show so, you know, Dan, everybody knows Daniel Jones is not the guy. You kind of just had to him because that's what the market uh, required. So I think what the front office should do is turn to Dable and say, listen, we think you're a great coach. We think you are our coach for the future. We're not, we're not knocking you on that. It's just that this team can't win. So your job is secure. We are going to trade away whatever pieces we can. And your job now, the goal is to openly tank so we can get Caleb Williams because Look at the great job you did with Josh Allen. Look at the job you did with Dan Jones. Imagine if you had Caleb Williams, potentially the next Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, so every time that it's third and ten, yeah, we're going to run it. 
Um, I, 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 I think I think that would have to be I think that would have to be the strategy. I think I, hey. I think that would be a, a great opportunity. So, Ron, Ron, let me tell you something, and I thank you for the phone call. If you lose this week, all bets are off. Because the Cardinals are abysmal. I, I, I can't overstate that enough. They are not a good football team. Do not let the final score of their game in week one fool you for a second. Like I said, maybe it's an indictment on Washington more than anything else. The Cardinals are horrible. And they are unapologetic in their efforts to tank this year. The Giants can't lose this game. And remember about Daniel Jones, whether you believe in him, whether you don't believe in him. And the Giants do, but with an asterisk. The way this contract is structured for Daniel Jones, it's two years. Giants could get out from this thing after two years, this year and next year, with all the guaranteed money and the way that it's distributed. So it's not like they're happily married for the next, you know, five, six seasons. Real quick on the baseball. I don't know if we say congratulations, but the Braves win the National League East again last night, 60 in a row. So as David Stearns gets to embark on running the New York Mets at the end of this season, well, rebuilding the organization and then having to deal with my opinion, the best team in baseball and, and, and kind of the gold standard in your own division, which is going to be a pain in the you-know-what. I, I would be stunned. I know weird things happen in the baseball playoffs, short series, anything could happen. If the Braves aren't at least in the National League Championship Series this year, then there is something really, really wrong. And how about Heim Bloom? Red Sox giving him his walking papers. The GM, the, the, the head of baseball ops, four years on the jobs. You know, unfortunately, his tenure is going to be defined as the guy who traded away Mookie Betts in one of the most lopsided trades that we've seen in baseball in the last 10, 15 years. But that was ownership's call. Ownership didn't want to pay Mookie the money, and so Heim Bloom had to be the bad guy to trade him away. Not good. Anyway, great job tonight by everybody. Thanks to Jordan Renan. Thanks to Harvey. Thanks to Julian. Gordon and Larry are coming up next. Dan Gross is saying we'll see you tomorrow at 630 right after TMKS for our Football Friday show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.